1: build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints.
0: Get in zone, AutoZone.
1: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone.
0: AutoZone.
1: Restrictions apply. So I'm a father of one. I gotta find a babysitter.
0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
3: Welcome to Hell of a Week. Uh, I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. Hello. What's happening? Yeah. Happy holidays. Now, under the authority of the Comedy Central Act of 1993, Clause B-16, I am hereby empowered to take a good long look at this week in hell. Yeah. B2K single Lil' Fizz. He was trending on social media after alleged photos of his anus were leaked from his OnlyFans account. Yeah. I'll tell you three words I never want to see together. Anus, fizz, and leaked. (laughs) This week, President Biden also signed the Respect for Marriage Act to protect same-sex and interracial marriages. That's right. That's right. Or, as Dr. Umar calls it, an abomination. But because you know the Democrats don't want to offend anybody, next they're going to sign the Disrespect for Marriage Act for people who just want to keep it casual, okay? Singer Dua Lipa is rumored to be dating Jack Harlow. Now, this comes after rumors swirled of a romance between Trevor Noah and Dua Lipa earlier this year. Sorry, Trevor. But to be fair, you are now an unemployed black man. So it was only a matter of time, okay? And certified lover boy Drake got a new necklace made out of 42 engagement ring diamonds. Each diamond is said to represent a woman he's thought about proposing to. First of all, this is maniac behavior, okay? Second, just when I start giving Beige brothers the benefit of the doubt, all right? This is the most waffle-colored Negro thing anyone has ever done in the history of waffle-colored Negroes. Third, oh I'm not finished. Third, Drake, Drake, seriously, you have to let that hurt go, okay? You got more almost rings than LeBron James, all right? Most of us, unless we're J-Lo, find one, maybe two people that we want to propose to in a lifetime. But you had 42 different women that you wanted to propose to? 42? And why do you buy a new ring every time? Why not buy one really good ring and wait until you find one really good woman to give it to, okay? You know... Honestly, Drake, never mind. Uh, We've got more to talk about, like brother love and social media. Queen Nyla, let's get it. It's been a hell of a week, and here to talk about it is the most pleasant panel in late night. Uh, She's a political commentator on CNN and the host of the Hot Mics from Left to Right podcast. Alice Stewart is here. He's a wildin' out veteran, one-third of the 85 South Show crew and my guy, and he's Hell of a Week's only correspondent, Chico Bean, is here. And she's a comedian, a Fenty model, and you can see her in HBO's award-winning show, Hacks. Lunel is here. Now, topic one, Puff New daddy. Earlier this week, Puff, a.k.a. Diddy, a.k.a. Brother Love, announced that he is the new father of a precious baby girl. First, I want to say congratulations, Puff, to you and your family, all right? But not everybody was holding up Go Poppy signs, okay? Many people have been commenting on the fact that when it comes to Diddy's love interest, he apparently likes to lay it low and spread it wide, okay? (laughs) Okay? In the words Some, of Evelyn Braxton. <laughs> Some are questioning why women like Carisha, a.k.a. Young Miami, are choosing to stick by his side. Now, last week, Dr. Umar was on this show, and he said this.
4: This is not only true amongst human beings, even within the animal kingdom. Okay. The alphas tend to have more than one spouse. And if you also look at women, as much as they may chide polygyny, many women will date an alpha male with another woman
3: if she's attracted to him. Oh. Mm-hmm. So here's my question, panel. Uh, with guys like Diddy and NBA Youngboy and Elon Musk and Nick Cannon, you know, huh. having all these kids with different women, is Dr. Umar right? Are we moving towards a more polygamous society? I know you got, you got thoughts on this, Chico.
5: Yeah, I do. I can't say whether or not we're moving towards a polygamous society, but in the event that we are, I think we need to establish some rules. Okay. Because well, there's go no go. reason why millennials should still be competing with Diddy for women. It's unfair. <laughs> like, Slim... I don't think I, there's I, no comp. No, I'm serious. Like, think about it. You don't, How can you compete with somebody who can hit your mama and your girl? That's not fair. Like, he been famous as and I was... Your a, and your grandma. And the grandma. He's 53. So he's been famous as I was in the first grade. You mean ain't none of them women on the hypnotized boat still available and, and, and single? <laughs> Like, Slim, you got to chill. You can't, if you, twenty. his baby mama, 28 years old. Yeah. You think about a 28-year-old man trying to compete with Diddy. How you going to compete with somebody been famous so long he didn't change his name nine yeah. times? It's impossible. And yeah. he a billionaire. A, 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 exactly, and he a billionaire. So in the words of the late, great DMX, hey, Diddy, you been eating long enough now. Stop being greedy, man. Get out <laughs> the way. Get out the way. Uh, Lunell, do, do men
3: use the animal kingdom in words like polygamy just to justify plain old cheating?
6: Well, most men can't even spell polygamy, first of all. That is true. I always forget the why. They don't use the proper vernacular, and I don't think that your average, everyday layman speaks in animal terminology, you know? That's just Dr. Umar's ass talk like that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have been referring to men as dogs for a long time. No, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) What do you what do you think about the uh, po- uh, I guess I don't know if, I guess we call it polygamy what do you think about all of these guys having all these multiple women
6: Well just because you have multiple women yeah. and just because you have babies with said women does not mean that you are in a polygamous relationship with these women Man, That's true. You that's just true. fucked a bitch and had a baby. <laughs> right. That don't mean nothing. Well. And and it's very hard and very difficult unless you're from the culture yeah. to balance the position of these women because the women will always be vying for position. yeah. And I think the sister-wife thing, when it works, it works. You know, I'm not opposed to, listen, bitch, I'm tired of his ass. Go fuck him and feed him. I'ma, <laughs> I'ma deal with the kids. You ever been in a situation like that, Luna? Because um, you, you're an OG now, so you ever been in a situation like that? Well, I've certainly shared a man or two. Know- knowingly? Yes, knowingly. Okay, okay, okay. All
5: right, all right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. Like, and I think that polygamy is, you know, you gotta be responsible. If you look at the around the world where this is legal, you have to be able to provide each woman with the same level of lifestyle. So if you can't take care of yourself, there's no way you can take care of one woman, let alone multiple right. women. But
6: that so, pimp on what? sister wives, he got like seven wives, and they all vying for attention, they all got babies.
5: Well, he's a house. pimp. He ain't he, a husband. He's a big, 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 big <laughs> That's a pimp. That's a going on. Yeah,
7: right. yeah. Look, look, I think to, um, to the point of one of the things that Chico... You got to speak
6: louder, man. Black people can't hear you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the,
7: well, now you're sitting in between two very different ferns. We have Charlemagne, happily married, a father, and he loves to show that ring. Right. And then, of course, we have Chico, who's happily... Um, not a monogamous person. He is... Not at all. Listen, that, that let me hair. know I
5: made it the white woman know how I'm living now. I'm in the game, and baby. So, <laughs>
7: so, so we have two coins, of, uh. two different coins of the, the same feather. But here's the thing. I agree with one thing Chico has said that, that really hits to the point of this. He is not a, you know afraid to say he's happy to date many women. But he says, I don't have any victims, I have volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's willing to recruit many volunteers. I was a player of you say that. But here's the <laughs> The point here is that if we have consenting adults, both people understand what time it is, and they understand the assignment, and they know what they're getting into. <laughs> if, if they are, if, if, as, long as long as they understand what the agreement is, yeah. and and I'm not paying for it, it's it's none of my business. So I I think, you know, P. P Diddy has, he has a lot of names, he has a lot of talents, now he has a lot of babies. And he has a lot of money. money. And he has a lot of money and he can pay for it.
3: It seems like the women who get involved in these entanglements, they receive most of the criticism. Why do you think that is, Al?
7: I I think over years, we've had, men have been the hunters, women have been the gatherers. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, society has gotten to the point to where if a woman is out there gathering too much, uh, she's looked down upon, and that's just the way society is. I don't see that that changing anytime soon. That's just the way society looks at it. The only way it might change is if uh, commercialism gets involved. And Let's say Hallmark looks at these women that have all of these fathers of all their children. Let Hallmark get in and start selling Father's Day cards by the dozen, man, and maybe that so might funny. help out a little bit. Happy
3: Baby Mama Day cards? Yeah, I
7: oh,
0: mean, hey,
5: <laughs> Father's Day might get a little better if they did that because it's, it's horrible <laughs> now. Like, Christmas is... Mother's Day, Mother's Day is Christmas number two. Father's Day is Columbus Day number four. Don't nobody, give a, <laughs> nobody care about Father's Day. So I.
6: Well, I just wonder if polygamy works in reverse. You know, if a woman were to have many husbands, many men's doing many tasks, taking care of many things. Many yeast
3: infections if you lived I that. Life, why uh, gotta
6: be a yeast infection when a woman got many men? I don't know why y'all if get yeast got, infections. If you got thirteen, I've never had a yeast infection <laughs> or a venereal disease. In my life, let me just say that right now. But never. But um, I be, I'm just saying, if it, you know, what? What if it, you know, this is double standard? What if a woman is a boss and has many men under her? Terrain? Is anybody? Everybody has a different feeling when that happens.
5: Hey, if she had as much money as Diddy, you know, tune i would cool with it. If she can afford <laughs> like it, if it, why she can,
6: why not? can afford it, why not? That's my goal. I'll let you know how it goes.
5: You You might be able to pull it off. You
3: know what's getting lost in all of this, though, man? Uh, The the family structure. Like, you can have all these different women, but how the hell are you going to be a father to all these kids when they all over the place?
5: Absolutely. You have to lay the blueprint that you want to live by. I think everybody is going by a standard that, that they didn't set. We're living by rules that were made by somebody else. So if you're able to create rules in your life that you're able to follow and find people who are okay with following those rules and you be able to stand on them and be responsible enough as a man to be held to the, whatever it is you say you're going to do. You'll be able to do it. I just think Yeah, that, that
6: sounds good, Jonah, <laughs> okay. but you go ahead on and say what you got to say. I got something to say about that. I,
7: I think, <laughs> in my view, uh, ideally, you have a two-parent household because uh, it, the kids have two parents at which to speak with, and if one parent says no, you go to the other one, you work around it. Mm-hmm. But, but truthfully, at the end of the day, I, I think um, society has changed. Things are different, but the more people have more kids, it makes it more difficult, certainly for take your kid to work day. You got to have two 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 cars and two, right. take them to two different ice cream stores. But I just think... The traditional family is is best way to bring up children. But again, but but, but again, uh, society has changed, and, and people's outlook on, on this is, is much Cannon different. Nick Cannon
5: won't have a problem bringing his kids to work. He's going to bring them and replace us. That's, That's right. They're going to be the Newcastle Wildin' Out. Newcastle Wildin' Out be his kids, <laughs> and we have to sit back and watch. So. Lunell,
6: what you wanted to say? Well, Chico was talking about the rules. You know, rules are made to be broken. And you can go into... Women know this. You can make an agreement to be such a way in the beginning. And then things change. I've already told Nick this. I said this to him on national TV on his show. You say, it's Luna? really not the kids, it's them baby mamas. That's right. They're not gonna all get along at the same time. You are fantasizing if you think that's true. Plus, what you going to do when three of them are graduating at the same time? <laughs> what you gonna do when five of them have ballet recitals? What you gonna do? Girl. Who you gonna pick? That's right. It's gonna be, a, I can't wait to watch
5: this Set shit up a show. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna set up a Zoom. I'm gonna be on the Zoom oh, at the
3: graduation. Man. Listen, we get it. Diddy got more girlfriends than names, okay? But as the panel said, no matter what or who you're into, as long as you're open and honest with your partner, partners, then have at it. I choose monogamy, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, my panelists are sticking around. After the break, we'll be right back.
0: Prudential knows that no community
1: is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With Black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints.
2: Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms.
3: Welcome back to Hell of a Week. I'm here with my panel, Alice Stewart, Chico Bean, and Lunell. Now, we have a lot of important things to think about in this country. Football isn't one of them. But it is football season, so that's what's on our minds. Whether it's the transfer portal, concussion protocols, Jerry Jones, or uh, Skip and Shannon about to fight, OK, on national TV. It's all news. But is this interest healthy? I sent my favorite human being, Chico Bean, tailgating one recent Sunday to take a good hard look at some typical fans. Oh, boy. Oh, what's your takeaway, Chico? Oh, uh, yeah,
5: I was I thought they were throwing the video. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. You what's don't know, know how to takeaway, do your job. But I do. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm used to the HBCU experience tailgating with my people, but I went to, you know, get the perspective of my Caucasian counterparts at a <laughs> Buffalo Bills New York Jets game. Let's take a look. uh Okay, so. You know, bitch. No, y'all good. You know what I mean? It's doing? all good. Shut the fuck up a little bit, but not all <laughs> All right, my bad. We back. Y'all like a white gang. What makes football so great? The fans, we make football great. It brings America together. They're giving it to all, man. Being able to be a part of something, man. Being able to be a part of something. Yeah. 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 Black something community great. ain't enough. You just no, have to. We we <laughs> What's your ritual? Like, I gotta skip breakfast and go right to my drinks, bro. That, that um early morning doogie. Oh. We got a table, you wanna go through it? Yeah. Like, what type of... A lot of people are saying, you know, that Rihanna's selling out by doing the Super Bowl. Do you guys agree with that sentiment? No. no. Why not? Because that's Rihanna. She don't <laughs> do no wrong. Exactly. You can't go protest while you're working. You can't go to while and Non complain about Nick. Yes, I can. <laughs> but anyway, what sacrifices do you think the NFL should make to help? Keep the players safe. Doctors' resources. Doctors' resources. i yeah. yeah. back, back
8: on, on the field after they slam their head in the ground. It's probably a good start. What
5: I think we should do is provide more alternative medicine for them. So let's allow cannabis, let's allow psychedelics. So let's yeah. just make them all legal, man. Let, let them, let them Just let them let do them mushrooms them. before let the game. Exactly. Let them smoke some you know what weed right after. Smoke some weed like right after. Do some mushrooms before you won't it. even feel the tackle. You know what I mean? Josh Allen goes in the concussion protocol and it's Fourth quarter, you guys are one drive away from getting the game one. Would you not want him to go back out on the field? I do. Oh, you man. got a minute and 10 seconds. left. But, but hey. his mom, though, like
6: he wants, she wants this kid to be okay
7: but
5: we've been We've been fans longer than he's been alive, so we want, <laughs> we want him back in the game. We want him back in the game. Okay. Okay. See, that's why we need more women in the NFL.
0: Okay. I I play. Play. You said play them, too. They they not
5: you, ma'am, <laughs> never mind. Would you let your children play football? Yes.
8: Work. as a NFL, child i
5: can help you develop like i feel yeah. like it's just athletically i feel I like knock it, somebody
11: to off fucking punch up. Yeah. i don't yeah, know
5: it, no so you would skip breakfast to drink liquor to come sure, watch well. some other people play but you wouldn't let your child play sure, why well. not
1: just because of the health hazards
5: so basically you care about the health hazards for your kids but no, i care about them too. kids no no no. i care about them too but that's what they choose as grown people to do as a profession what do you do for a living a regular job
0: Deputy Sheriff.
5: You're the police. All right, thank y'all, man. This is uh Charlamagne the guy, hell of a week. We appreciate you. Yeah, Buffalo Wingman.
3: Tico, you out there asking the important question. Should kids be allowed to play football? that? what you think? Well, you know, for me as
6: a mom, it really depends on how bad the kid wanna play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, I don't give a shit about football. It's cold. And I can't see the guys real good. I'm a basketball girl. And hopefully, you know, if your kid chooses that, they're not just out there like Charlie Brown and they can go out and maybe play and they'll get (laughs) clobbered every time they go out there. Hopefully. Alice, what
3: do you think? Should kids play football?
7: I think they should. I I think there are great equipment programs out there, great equipment out there for the students that makes it safe for them, the helmets and the gear to make it safe for them to get out there and play like they want. But sports is more than just getting out on the field. The the dedication, the drive, Mm -hmm. the determination, Mm -hmm. the teamwork, the the sportsmanship Mm -hmm. that you learn on the field carries out in life, Mm. and I think that is the most important aspect we can get out of football or any of these sports, so I highly encourage it for kids.
6: You know, you're not so bad. They told me we wasn't going to get along, but I told you that.
3: (laughs) Ain't
7: nobody tell
3: you that, Lou i Stop starting stuff on this damn panel. Ain't nobody tell you that.
0: (laughs) Chico, you think kids should play
5: football? Uh, I think kids should play all sports, but what I don't think is they should get awards for not winning. I think that's something that needs to change. Ooh. I think the participation awards has weakened the generation. Like, so it don't matter if you're playing football, basketball, any type of contact sport, any type of sport. If you don't win, you don't get a trophy. I think that's <laughs> something that, that's something I don't agree with. I agree. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I'm all for kids playing football because injury is a part of life. You don't have to play football to get hurt. It's just, you know, and they have fun doing it. But I think that you make them. Softer by giving them awards for Ooh, not winning. Come on,
3: man. I agree with that. And with football, even though they do say the game is getting softer, they're making it safer for people. I mean, damn, yeah. Tom Brady been playing for 27 years, damn it. Yeah, you yeah.
5: know. Put your glasses back on. That was messed up what Skip did <laughs> to Shannon, man. I'm sorry, man. That was disrespectful.
6: I'll, I'll say this: I, about, uh, of course, don't know what they're talking about because uh, I don't.
5: That know. was Shannon's fault though,
3: because Shannon could have just bumped back at Skip quick. All he had to do was say, "You ain't never played sports, period." But they, so you telling me that I can't say nothing about Tom because I'm not as good as him? So what did that make you?
5: I mean, yeah. He he was about to, but he caught himself because he might have swung on him after that.
7: I'll say this, I love seeing Chico at the tailgate. I think you might need some mind bleach after seeing that butt shot a little bit. No, no, that that was
5: disrespectful. (laughs) I think they set that up. That's that's Charlemagne type of stuff.
7: (laughs) Oh, that was a
3: man butt?
5: What? You can't tell the difference? I ain't paying no attention. I wasn't looking to. Hey, neither was I until I got hired by you. Now, let's get into the next topic.
3: Anti-social media. Uh, There have been a lot of articles written about Elon Musk this week. The NY Times said, critics say Musk has revealed himself as a conservative, and The Atlantic stated he's a far-right activist. But it's not that simple. Is he a liberal? Is he a conservative? Is he a blood? Is he crip? Is he that? Is he this? (laughs) What political side of the aisle does the man fall on? But I got a question for you. Who gives a fuck OK, we spend so much time talking about individuals that we don't discuss the issues. And the issue is Elon and all the other big tech gurus are hurting us as a society. OK, and the Internet needs to be regulated. More than twelve hundred families have sued Meta for pointing children and teens toward material that encouraged dangerous body issues, self-harm and even suicide. Meanwhile, Twitter has disbanded its trust and safety council. Leading studies show that misogynistic slurs are up 33%, homophobic slurs are up 58%, transphobic slurs are up 62%, and proven there's just something about hate for black people. Use of the N-word is up a whopping 202%, okay? That's only 2% more than the L.A. City Council conference call. <laughs> Panel, I'll turn to you. Lunell, is this freedom? And if it is, what's more important? The freedom for Americans to live a good life or the freedom for corporations to do whatever regardless of the consequence?
6: I don't know what the fuck you just said, but what I, what I, um, <laughs> what I, what I know is this. <laughs> and that um, there should be some regulation in... That's what I just said. Yeah, okay, well... That's, that's... what I was asking
0: you. Okay, yeah. Yes.
6: There should be some regulation in social media only because of the hate... That is spewed. Yes. You know, I I think you still have the freedom to say certain things, but just blatant, in-your-face hate needs to be regulated. Okay. And it need to be some uh, uh, minorities on the panel of regulation.
3: Elon Musk, South African. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Alice, you got a unique perspective. Uh, Is there any world in which this kind of Unfettered freedom is a good thing. Are you a big fan of regulation? I
7: I think we certainly need to regulate the content on a lot of these social media sites. We all have free speech, right? We can all say whatever we want. But we can't make threatening statements on social media. We can't make racist or anti Semitic or homophobic statements on social media. And that does need to be regulated. Mm -hmm. The point is, if we are going to regulate some of these social media platforms, it needs to be across the aisle, it needs to be all types of of hateful speech. Here's my big problem, and I don't know if anyone else is the same. The most frustrating thing with me is these uh, accounts that are not verified. And you have these cowards sitting in their parents' basement, hiding behind a cat profile, attacking people (laughs) and denigrating people. If you want to step into the public square and you want to trash me and call me names, step into the public square with your face, with your name, and say it like a man. Now!
3: (laughs) Now! That's why they got a cat profile to. Yeah, exactly. They got a cat profile because they pussy. Right. Um,
5: Chico, <laughs> should social media be regulated? Um, just to piggyback off what she said, I think the only regulation that's really ne- necessary is troll control. If you have, if you're a troll, troll should, control. Troll control. You should have to put your address out. Whenever you say something disrespectful to somebody, it should come with your address where you live. That's right,
7: that's right. <laughs> and if
5: you're a hateful person, you should have to, you should have to stand on what you said in front of the people that you're disrespecting. But as far as social media, I'm one of the people that realize that it's not as bad as it could be. Because I think back to my generation. I grew up in the 90s. If we had social media, we'd have been horrible. Like oh Lord, so, have mercy! Come on, like, think about it. Social media in the 90s. If I had social high-speed internet, 90s, I would have beat my meat off my body if I had the ability <laughs> to be able to just pull porn up instantly. So you can't be mad at the kids for the way that they're utilizing something that you did By the gotta... way,
6: have you subscribed to my OnlyFans? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Don't live. Um. <laughs> no, I have not. I didn't even know you had one. You are
3: a liar, oh, Chico. Knew. I didn't you know you not had one. You ain't seen no... them pictures of Luenau busting I, it open on the gram. I, have... I, I, I did not bust it open. You busted well, it open. I did not
6: bust it open. Well, I ain't busting it I have not, not busting <laughs> it open. I'm <laughs> going <gonna laughs> <bust laughs> to bust it open, but I ain't bust it open yet.
5: Uh, if, hey, if you ain't busted it open, I ain't subscribing. Well, I want to see no, it. No, you
6: got to subscribe, and then you get to see a bust open. Oh, okay. All right. Bet.
5: I got you. got OnlyFans for real, not? Absolutely. Okay.
3: Chico, you bring up a good point though. I think one of the reasons we get mad is because we know free speech isn't free, and we know that there is consequences to the words that come out of your mouth. But mm-hmm. those people that hide behind profiles, they can ne- they never have to deal with the consequences of that. Yeah, we live yeah.
5: in a time where you get to give your opinion publicly and privately at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So if wow. you just take- Not away- us though. I mean, right. no, we don't, but yeah. that's the thing. That's why I think troll control is the biggest thing that social media needs. If you had an ability to be able to s- not just see the face of the person who's saying it, but know where they are. That's right. Know their location. Right. They- and I think uh-huh. that'll, that'll slow down a lot of the disrespect because people feel safe behind people not knowing where they are, not knowing their IP address and being able to find I wish
6: I-, I knew some of their addresses because I keep a gun on speed dial. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. here's
7: my, my thing. I've had plenty of people say a lot of awful things about me, but the ones that put their... Name to it. Oftentimes, I'll engage with them, and we'll have a civil, respectful Mm. conversation and hash out the issues. But when you're hiding and you're not Mm -hmm. willing to truly engage, that's cowardly, and that's really not free speech. You have goons on
5: speed dial, Alice. I
7: need that.
5: The police, the (laughs) the white woman. You hell yeah, just one call, it's over with everybody. Mr. Mayor. Uh Now I know people
3: are gonna say just stay off social media if you think it's so bad, but is that even viable in this modern world? Is that even a possibility just to stay off social no, media? It's not possible. Well, in,
6: in, in, well,
3: my daughter's twenty,
6: gonna be twenty-seven, mm-hmm. but in her whole entire life, I never once, ever, ever, bought her a video game, and she didn't. She didn't. You know, it wasn't the phone era, and I know that it's very inconvenient to have a kid without a phone these days. Cause it's like having a tracking device up their ass, but sometimes they get them too soon. Like people be like, uh, "Don't let the television babysit your child." That's people who ain't got, ain't no, got no kids. kids. <laughs> right, didn't say that. You can't wait. <laughs> Sit, watch some pretty colors. <laughs> Sit around, you know. Sometimes
3: but, the iPad save your life, especially when you're doing hair. I don't do hair. My wife does the hair. Well,
6: <laughs> but, but the, uh, the 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 fact that these kids are learning how to squeeze a gun before they properly know how to uh, interact socially or, 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 or conflict resolve or, or anything like that. The, they're learning how the, the games they're playing in the attic involve a gun. So now they're brainwashed to think that if I explode this person at school, they're going to snap back together again. And it's just not like that. You know, I I don't know about that. No, I, mean, I said I it, know. that's what I said.
5: I, I, I think it's I think that's where the parenting comes into play because I think as parents that's right, baby. as parents in this generation, we have to, I think we get amnesia and forget, like, I know my daughter at 14 is a much better human being at 14 than I was. Oh, i yeah. it! Again. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah! So, <laughs> I'm not afraid to let her, I'm not afraid to let her lead in regards to the things that I don't understand. When it comes to social media, I engage with her. I let her show me how the things work be- so I can engage with her and understand mm-hmm. what she's a part of. And I'm learning and, and, just one. And one thing, one.
7: a lot of kids and a lot of grown-ups are talking a lot on social media and engaging and, and and tweeting and texting and Facebook and Twitter. Um, but they're really not engaging. They're not communicating with people. And I think people need to get more back to the social aspect I of agree. our life and less of the media. Oh, because yeah. I think I think that's sorely lacking. I these agree. Days.
3: You know, um, speaking of the kids, there's an article that came out that says students are turning to TikTok to fill gaps in school lessons for topics like oh. social justice and black history. So is, is, is that good?
6: Well, I, I feel like during, you know, all the George Floyd era and it, you know, it came out, you know, about all the statues and everything and that the, the, the curriculum was wrong and been wrong It was written by wrong people and fed to us for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And now we've opened school back up and they have not changed the curriculum. So I do think that a lot of our stuff you can deep dive into better in social media and find out more about history and things like that. I, I do.
5: If you're listening to the right people. I mean, it just depends on, like you said, if you're listening to the right people. But that's one of the things about social media that I enjoy and appreciate is that information travels so fast. mm -hmm. I mean, it could be a curse, but it's really a gift because when I was young, I had to get up and go to the library and check the card catalog. That's good, though. I'm I'm
3: actually doing the work to learn.
5: But still, it's like... you get the abundance of information and you get to, you know, you get to narrate it differently. It's the rapidness. It's the rapidness. And, but these kids are used to that. That's how they consume information. The, the attention span is 15 to 60 seconds. So is. So you got to understand that these kids don't consume information no in the they don't. way we do. I, I think there's a, there's a
7: lot to learn on TikTok, but there's a lot of reasons to stay away from that based on China. I think what I encourage students all the time is... Use different sources. A lot of people are not sitting there watching the five, six, and ten o'clock news anymore. They're going online, other ways to get resources man. and information. And they watch the masses twerking but, and all that. But, other shit. But they need to, <laughs> to go to different sources. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's man. what I they doing.
5: I can't be mad at a kid that's on the internet looking at stuff that I used to have to sneak and watch on the VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> like but, I, but I, the,
6: I, the sneak you, is the is the fun part. I don't mind <laughs> the porn though.
5: It's just the misinformation. But but tr- I mean, truth is subjective. What's true to you? you you and me is a lie to somebody else. But some
3: things are just lies.
5: I mean, it depends on who you ask. Like, you know, I sometimes, like, I just go and watch Fox News just to see what the other side is talking about. I know
6: there's lies about me on social media. They said I weigh 265 pounds, and clearly I don't. (laughs) 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 Weigh that.
3: (laughs) So so do do we want to regulate social media or not? Yes or no?
5: Lunell? Yeah. Chico? Uh troll control. That's all I think is, is necessary. That's a yes. So limited regulation. I mean, yeah, yeah That limited. wasn't a
6: choice. Do they wanna reg- do you wanna regulate motherfucking
7: social media or not? See, this
5: a black mama right here, <laughs> yes ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're missing right here. We missing that. That's what
7: Alex, we, we need we, more of that. We need to regulate hate speech across the board, okay. without a doubt.
3: All right, I, I say agree. regulate, because at this point the internet is the biggest broadcast platform on the planet. It's bigger than TV, bigger yeah, than radio. Yeah. And with all these folks acting like reporters and journalists and lawyers and mm, private mm, investigators, mm, regulate it, okay, they should have to abide mm. by the same FCC rules as TV and radio. I agree, oh, man, I you agree, know what I, I agree. What you
5: what don't have nothing to do with nothing. Yeah. But I didn't notice that you had the Gucci snake vein in your forehead, <laughs> man, that's crazy. You ever seen that? <laughs> that's, why, that's why I gotta have a stress test next week. Right? <laughs> you see it? It's what on the sheet.
3: <laughs> I'd like to thank Lunel, Alice Stewart, and the one and only Chico B for sitting down with me tonight. When we come back, I got Dr. Alfie Breen Noble, and Jay Barnett joining us to talk about mental health.
0: Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have
1: unique financial needs. With Black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints.
10: More details.
11: Upgrade your home now at Blinds.com's anniversary sale. And celebrate savings up to 50% off premium window treatments for years to come. Shop for your house from the comfort of home for modern Roman and woven wood shades, shutters, motorized options, and more 100% online. Blinds.com invented the better way to shop. No salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or have Blinds.com handle it. Unlimited windows for just one low cost. Our design experts can help you select the perfect styles to fit your home and your budget totally free. We'll even send you samples fast and free. At Blinds.com, you get upfront pricing with no hidden fees, free shipping, plus our 100% satisfaction guarantee. So raise a toast to Blinds.com and make this an anniversary sale to remember. Shop Blinds.com's anniversary sale happening right now for up to 50% off. Save up to 50% at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Hey, welcome back to Hell of a Week. Now, we all know the holidays bring joy, family, and festivities, but for many, it can also bring a feeling of dread and even depression. Studies have cited that as many as one in five adults suffer from depression, and this time of year, it can be especially stressful particularly within our community, okay? With me today to talk about this further, two of my friends, more like family, okay, marriage and family therapist, Jay Barnett is here. Yeah. Okay. And she's the founder of the Acoma Project and Chief Mental Wealth Officer at the Mental Wealth Alliance. Please welcome psychologist and author, Dr. Alfie Breland-Noble. Yeah. What's happening, my people?
4: What's going on, now, you know,
3: This week, we got the tragic news that we lost uh, Steven Twitch boss. Rest in peace to that brother. And I know this hit home for you, Jay, because you've openly talked about you know, your uh, attempts at suicide. Talk about the struggle that many black men face with mental health and you know, why it's still not something we talk about enough.
4: Um, I think it's still a stigma. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing better. Uh, we are making strides. But I think the unfortunate thing, man, is that so many brothers are struggling silently Uh, out of the fear of how will I be viewed if I tell the world or tell my circle, my family, my spouse, my partner, that I'm struggling. And I think for me, uh, it was difficult, I know when I was going through it after football, uh, to talk about, I didn't feel as if I had purpose. Mm -hmm. And many times for most men, we identify ourselves by what we do. And we identify ourselves by our abilities and when we can no longer do that and we feel useful. And I know after surviving two suicide attempts, I think what was important for me was to discover purpose. And that's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about find purpose, find purpose, but it's not easy. And the unfortunate in all of this is that sometimes our silent pain takes a hold of our actual thoughts. And as I say, the worst place a man could be, man, is left alone with his thoughts. Mm. And, um, and I just think, you know, it's... This has caused a a, a real paradigm shift for us to really begin to consider how we interact with black men. Uh, We we are so accustomed to seeing brothers be strong, but I think it's time for us to really uh, humanize brothers, that we all feel that we're Superman. And as as I believe, we have Superman moments, Mm -hmm. but the reality of it is that we're Clark Kent's. That's right. Is that we live in a reality where we have failures, we have disappointment, there's shame, there's guilt. But I think it's important for us to begin to humanize black men because, uh, you know, the human experience is tough right now. Mm-hmm.
3: What do you hear when you what, what do you feel when you hear
9: that? doctor? I think some of it is the one thing that we don't talk about is what the system does to brothers. Right. Black men, other men of color, Afro Latino men. Um, when we think about things like mass incarceration, when we think about things like parents have to have the talk. I have a 16 year old. My son is Miles and having to have the talk with my son, worrying about, you know, when he leaves the house hoping and praying he's going to come back safe, right? That's a reality. And so many years ago, we did a study at the Acoma Project, and something that resonated with me that I feel like is applicable to what you shared is there was a sister who had just come out of homelessness or being unhoused. She was just reunited with her kids. And one of the things she said in the study was, I'm already black, I'm already a woman, I don't also need to be crazy. And I think what she was trying to hint at was the more marginalized identities you add on a person, I think about black men and all the you know, venom that goes at black men all the time and like all the ways in which brothers are torn down and not lifted up societally and, you know, in media and all those places. I think brothers struggle with this idea that if I'm also dealing with a mental illness, or if I'm also perceived as crazy, which we don't say in our house about people, we say it about situations, um, it's very detrimental to them, right? And it tears them down even more. So when I hear that, I always wanna think about what does the system do that fails brothers. There are That's things right. that brothers do, but there's stuff that the system does that hurts and harms our, our black men as well. I,
3: I wanted to say, Jay, like, you know, when you hear about these situations where people actually do complete suicide, how does that make you feel being that you survived it twice? Oh, transparently, um,
4: I think sometimes there's a bit of survivor's guilt mm. and if, if, if I'm being transparent. Um, but then there's appreciation for my survival because uh, I, I, went to therapy and then I began to go through this healing process and I went back to school and became a therapist and I began sharing with brothers and began sharing with the world because as Dr. Alfie said, uh, the system, and even when you study mental health, it wasn't for black people. Right. You know, mental health was for rich white men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so from a system perspective, uh, I feel that it's my purpose and I feel that it is a God-given gift that he's given me on how to communicate that language. Because the reality of it, man, is brothers don't have the language. Mm-hmm. And people always tell me how you feel, tell me how you feel, but I don't know. You know, when I've seen brothers in practice, it's you have to give them the uh, the emotional chart to identify what their emotions are. And most of us, we only know Jesus how to identify with anger. Yeah. And the reality of it is anger is a very low hanging fruit. And so it's hard for brothers to even say, what is joy?
0: Mm.
4: I was in my late thirties before I was able to say, I knew what happiness was because most of us have had to bear the burden of our family, had to bear the burden of expectations. And we live in a world where there's a lot expected of us. And then if you feel that you can't perform, uh, you, you feel like, well, well, what, what is my reason for here? Mm-hmm. And performing is, ex- is, is, is exhausting. When you say performing, what do you mean? So when you think about femininity, femininity is based off of being but we look at masculinity uh, as doing. doing, Okay. And so I think it's really time for us to really look at masculinity as both, right? Being and doing, and you think about it, right? Let's, let's just say a brother's dating. You are now having to be conscious that I have to be able to financially, not just provide, but I need to be able to f- feel financially secure in what I do. Do I really want to be open that I make $60,000 because they said a high value man makes $100,000. So you think that's performance. You think about. See, that's why
3: y'all gotta date broke men sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Lord have
4: mercy. So you think about it from the perspective that the performance of do I have the space to tell my spouse that I'm not doing well? Because if I tell them that I'm not doing well, are you still gonna see me as a man? Mm-hmm. Will you weaponize the fact that I'm having a low moment and then you take my low moment and almost emotionally break me down and says, well, are you really a man? Because real oh, men however. don't cry.
9: Right. But, yeah. but, but don't forget the part that's on your shirt. When do we teach young men that they are enough just because of who they are? That's right? Right. So part of our work at Mental Health Alliance and at the Acoma Project is starting with kids. And saying you don't have to do, have, be anything, that your value is in your existence. And while it sounds a little corny and hokey, I think the more you can put that in kids' heads when they're little, both for both partners in the relationship, right? So I, I won't even gender the partners, but if one of the partners is a man and he's with a partner who's tearing him down because he doesn't make enough money, what's wrong with the partner? Mm, right? That's the yeah. partner has some warp thinking too, thinking that the this man in this relationship is responsible for all the finances, for all of these things. And we were talking about uh, backstage, a relationship should never be two halves that make a whole. A relationship is two wholes that come together, right? right. Two full beings. And so we've got to teach young people from a very early age, your value isn't just who you are. The the miracles that it took for you to get here and all the people who didn't make it here, right? Like just born into this earth, we got to value life. And so we start with, I do that with my kids. Baby, you enough just because you're here. That's I don't right. need you to do anything. Right. And if you do that, I think that can go a little bit of that's the right. way. And that's,
4: that's right. and that's a great message.
9: Let, let, let's give people some
3: more solutions, man, because, you know, my therapist says that uh, the cure for trauma is joy. Ooh. So how do we how do we instill some joy in people this holiday season? That's
9: a good question.
4: I don't know if we can instill joy. I think you can discover joy. Ooh, okay. And I think you discover joy... Uh, in some of the most uh, simplest of places, and I think some of the most simplest things in life are the most profound. Mm-hmm. We're often looking for these uh, these, these big, you know, things and, and looking for things to be so massive. But I think sometimes joy is just in the space of people that you actually enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about the holiday season, and we all know the song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But it's not that for everyone.
3: That's right, especially when certain family members come over. Exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so... So I think really identifying spaces and moments and and even environments where just sitting here doing nothing is joy. Mm. You know, joy is not in doing. Sometimes joy is just in being in the Mm -hmm. presence of, I don't have to cook. I don't have to put on. I don't have to offer no advice. I can just be and just sit here. And so I think you discover joy in just some of those moments that we often overlook because we're so busy.
9: Dr. I think it's also in teaching people, you talked about this earlier, what are emotions and what do they feel like, right? So, so many of us, I bet everybody in here can think of a person in their life where when they come around, they just bring like a, a cloud with them, like they have a cloud hanging over them. Energy vampires. That's it, yeah, an I mean. energy vampire. Thank you for that. And I think we know what that feels like to be in the presence of an energy vampire. We know it doesn't feel good. So, we can kind of identify those kinds of feelings. I think it's harder for us because we never take the time to be still, we never take the time to give ourselves an opportunity to think about what are all the emotions. So when we were all little, right, my kids went through it, y'all probably went through it, they would give you this emotions charts and they would show you happy, sad, whatever, you get little stickers and stuff. I think we forget a lot of that and we get so caught up in going through the motions, hustling, hustling, you know, it's a hustle culture and if you're not hustling then, you know, you ain't about nothing and so, because we don't ever take the time to sit down and really think about what it means to feel different feelings. As corny as that sounds, it's important. Mm -hmm. The one things I always say in terms of fighting this idea of, you know, with black people, I think in the mental health field, we always want to label all black people as being traumatized. Yes, a lot of us have trauma, but that is not the only part of our experience. And so if we give ourselves room to understand what it means to feel something other than trauma. Yeah. There's one thing that I love. is like people are afraid of being called an angry black woman or angry black man. Again, that's society putting stuff on us. And what I always say is angry is an emotion. Yes, I am black. Yes, I am a woman. All of those things can be okay. Right? So not allowing other people to dictate to us what kind of emotions are safe, what kind of emotions are normal, what kind of emotions should most often be associated with us as black people, and just allowing yourself to feel. So get a chart. Start looking at all them emotions. Think about times in your life when you have felt those different emotions on that chart and use that as a guide to allow yourself to feel the full range of feelings that Mm. you have. That's why you got them. You're supposed to use that full range of emotions feel your feelings. That's right.
3: Uh, I want to thank my guests, Dr. Alfie (laughs) Breland-Noble and Jay Barnett for a hell of a week when we come back.
0: Prudential knows that no community
1: is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With Black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints.
8: At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station, with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world. To bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at UCSD.edu.
3: A hell of a week. Now, this is our last show before the new year, and it makes me think about all that's past, okay? It's been one hell of a year, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Yeah. All right. Uh, Bitcoin bit the dust. That's right, people lost real money betting on imaginary money, okay? <laughs> Russia has been extra Russian, just starting shit and locking everybody up. Not to mention the number of new viruses that keep dropping in bulk like they working with Costco. Inflation was so bad that for the first time, guys would gas for ass stickers on their cars actually just wanted gas. <laughs> Will Smith slapped his wife's name out of Chris Rock's mouth. Amber the turd heard shit the bed, okay? Pollution got so bad, microplastics have been found in human blood. We're walking around half human, half Tupperware. Hell, even Queen Elizabeth finally decided to clock out. But before you start thinking God that this year is over, just remember one thing. This year is just like the last one. And next year, it may not be any different, but don't you fret none, because as long as we're checking in with each other, prioritizing our health, both physically and mentally, and getting our asses eaten from time to time, okay? <laughs> just, just once a year, like a physical, we'll be just fine, okay? They call me Charlemagne the God. I'll be back next year for more Hell of a Week. If God in Comedy sits the time, peace. But be sure to listen to Hell of a Week with Charlemagne the God, wherever you
0: get your podcast.
3: This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
2: and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Career Builder is made for people who have
11: that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com.
10: Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, mix and crest plus check out new items like mr. clean magic eraser ultra thick multi-surface cleaner no more sponges or other cleaning products needed and head and shoulders bare soothing hydration shampoo a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients offer expires march 26 restrictions apply promotions may vary visit safeway.com for more details
0: it can be hard
9: to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through